Howdy, it's Tuesday, April. Can you actually hear the fan in the background? Is that Should I turn that off because it is so hot in this room? Yeah, I can hear it. Howdy, fan. I'll, t- I'll turn it off. Howdy, it's Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019, and this is episode 97 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? Uh, Two things that are not good, the first of which being my sports betting. I knew I'd jinx it, and I jinxed it. I lost my very next bet, Uh, which seemed like a very safe over on the Orioles. I think it was Dylan Bundy pitching. It was like two seven ERA pitchers. The game ended four to two. Anyways, nobody cares about that. The other thing is we're never going to AC again. I think that's probably been established. Yeah, yeah. So I know we mentioned, I believe, May 2nd on the last episode, but it sounds like you cannot get off work. So we're going to try to push back towards the end of May, probably after Memorial Day. Right. Yeah, just too many. Uh, I basically took like half of the last three weeks off for various kid-related illnesses. So I'm feeling like I should actually show my face in the office a little bit. Meh. Yeah. It doesn't help that I'm now getting scheduled for like 8,000 doctor's appointments for myself to fix my various illnesses <laughs> that we've talked about on the show. <laughs> but that's half the charm, Craig. Maybe they if will they actually go away, fix them. What are we going to talk about? I don't know, but it would be interesting if I actually, you know, didn't feel sick all the time. That'd be nice. Our meetups would be a lot less interesting without you getting violently older you know? <laughs> yeah interesting it gives us something to talk about yeah uh anyways episode 97 so 1997 lots of stuff happened the atlantic city convention center opened at a cost of 268 million dollars uh the centurion tower at caesar's opened still one of my favorites i didn't realize it was 22 years old now the Marina Tower opened at Harrah's, which just think for a second about the fact that the Marina Tower and the Centurion Tower are the same age. <laughs> yes, one is aged much better than the other, and I don't even really like the Centurion Tower, but it sure is better than the Marina yeah. Tower. Trump's Castle was renamed the Trump Marina, and the Wild Wild West Casino, in all its animatronic glory, opened in 1997. Rest in peace, Virginia City Buffet. And Prospector, and various singing cowgirls. Oh, yes. Guthrie's. Guthrie's. Ah, man. The only real remnant, I feel, is... I can't even remember what it's called. (laughs) I was going to call it Coyote Kate's, but that's... Coyote Kate's is the fake name for the slot parlor, right? Yes. What's the breakfast place? Has hot dogs, I think. Has a window out to the boardwalk. boardwalk? No, it's not Guthrie's. Ah, I don't know. Somebody's going to kind of call us idiots for not remembering i could deal with that yeah so somebody's gonna leave a one-star review with the title due for a refund (laughs) oh that's already happened never mind here's your money back uh 1897 doc's oyster house opened so it's not quite as big as you know press of ac starting or the boardwalk is isn't it though it's pretty good I mean, the it's, fact that it's 122 it's years old is pretty amazing. Let's just say when I go to Doc's Oyster House, they don't make me answer a 15-question survey to get in the door. <laughs> wow. 
Shots fired. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, also, if you go ten times, you can't go again for the rest of the month. <laughs> Until the end of the month. Yeah. Uh, support your local journalism, by the way. <laughs> I hear that our friends at Route 40 are always looking for donations. That's true. I'm definitely all for supporting them. So I have a quiz for you, Craig. I uh, We're going to get to the numbers later this episode, but in my research for putting together all the casinos' incomes, their income statements for 2018... I have a few names of the actual companies that these casinos are called or kind of run by. And I just want to quiz you and see if you know which casino is, is which. So I will tell you the, the company name and you tell me which casino it is. These are casinos from? Atlantic City. From open in 2018. Oh, current casinos. Okay. Yeah. Boardwalk 1000 LLC. Boardwalk 1000. They run a casino. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the casinos. Yes, that is the company that runs one of the casinos. Ocean? That is not correct. So I, I will tell you what it is. That is the address of the property. Yeah, I would have figured. And uh, yeah, it's 1000 Boardwalk and it's the Hard Rock. Oh, really? Yes, Boardwalk 1000 LLC. All right, I'll give you an easier one. Boardwalk Regency LLC. Ah, uh, Caesars. Yes, of course. So why are these LLCs... I mean, we all know that like Caesars Entertainment owns Caesars. Like, what is the reason that these things exist as named uh, as they do? I, I don't know. I am not a person who puts together kind of big deals and figures out who owns what. But it's probably always good to separate out as many of your assets into their own thing as possible. Just at least from like a liability perspective, right? Sure. I mean, if something terrible happens at Caesars, uh, you probably can only go after Boardwalk Regency oh, yeah. LLC's assets and That's not CEPs. Certainly true. That that would yeah. be my guess, but I, I really have no idea. There's probably some of our listeners that do kind of corporate law or corporate structuring that would know better than we would. Okay. All right. What I'll give you, you a soft. I'll give you a softball. Ten re ACNJ LLC. <laughs> okay, so that's Ocean. Yes, right. So it's Good still. Old. It's still called 10 officially. Yes. That's hilarious. And kind of the hardest one for me, DGMB Casino LLC. DGMB. Yes. Hmm. I feel like those those letters, I should be able to connect the dots and make them mean something. I'll, I'll help you out and say you probably shouldn't, but... <laughs> I'm just going to guess Golden Nugget. No, it's resorts. So DGMB is Dennis Gomes and Morris Bailey. Oh, I guess wow. are the two owners of yeah. resorts. Sure. Dennis Gomes. I do know that name at least. Anyways. And then, so all, all the other casinos are named like, you know, Tropicana, Rizino, and Gasword LLC or like whatever. Trop but World Entertainment Resort. I'll give you one more and this should be a pretty easy one. So before... August 1st, 2016, there was a casino called Marina District Development Company, LLC. Marina District Development Company? LLC. Okay. Do you know what that what that was and why the name changed? August 1st, 2016. Golden Nugget? No, that was Borgata. And the name changed when uh, MGM bought out Boyd. Interesting. And took over. 
because yeah that that's the company that mgm and boyd both had 50 percent stakes in and then when mgm bought them out they just renamed it to like borgata casino and resort or whatever it's called now huh. so anyway that was what i got to discover reading through financial <laughs> statements i thought it was interesting sounds like a fun job reading through those things yeah you know gives me something to do late at night <laughs> some bedtime reading yeah some late reading Yes, I, I do have to say, definitely call out to uh, the state of New Jersey for changing their accounting rules and totally messing up all the past income statements we had. And basically, I had to delete all the old ones other than last year and this year. But that's fine. Our spreadsheet lives on forever. Yes, spreadsheet all right, forever. Let's get let's get let's get into some news. Well, there's a lot of it. Oh yeah. So New Jersey Transit Rail Service to Atlantic City which was scheduled to resume, what, the Thursday before Memorial Day? That's right. Is actually going to resume on May 12th, two weeks ahead of schedule. And they're going to add, I think, two more trains in the morning. Yeah. So added service and opening early, huge win for everyone. Although, as Route 40 pointed out on Twitter, <laughs> this is a total PR win to make everyone forget that it was supposed to reopen in January and is still four months behind. Uh, but, hey... Better early than late. Well, better early late than late late. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, Jeez. it was originally scheduled. Well, as you said, it was originally scheduled to open in January. But the date that they announced uh, a couple months ago was May 24th, which was the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. So I think you're the one that called it that that date was just put out there and you said you wouldn't have been surprised if they opened early and here we are. So I know I give you a shout out on the uh, Facebook group, but good job, Craig. What can I say? Sometimes I randomly pull that things out of my ass that happen to be correct. So anyway, that's good for people, especially people who tend to use the, the train to either commute to and from work, uh, either from Atlantic City into towards Philadelphia or, you know, from the outlying areas in New Jersey or Philly into Atlantic City. Yeah. And also the people who live in and around Philadelphia that take the train just to come down and visit. Yeah, man. Get more people to Atlantic City. Yeah. Always good. You know what would get more people to Atlantic City? An airport? Uh, that too. <laughs> but an airport, a functional airport, that's a pipe dream. Yeah. What might not be a pipe dream is being able to drink on the boardwalk. So this is something that I feel like it's come up every single summer since we've been doing the <laughs> podcast, right? Does that seem right to you? Certainly last summer. It was definitely was a, a few summers. I don't think it was just one, but uh, it's come up yet again, and uh, we'll see what happens yet again. I mean, we've had high hopes in the past, and we've both been on the record as being very much for it. I think it would be great. I mean, I think it wouldn't really change too much because there's already plenty of drinking on the boardwalk, but <laughs> it'd be nice for it to be official. I don't, I don't think the concerns really have a lot of merit. I, it doesn't seem like people are raising a whole lot of concerns right now about it. The big thing, it was proposed in the state Senate. It still needs to go through the Senate in the Assembly. It seems like another uh, companion bill is going to be introduced in the assembly in may and then even if all that passes and everything the CD crda would actually need to adopt a resolution to allow it uh which you know seems odd that even through you know the state legislative bodies make a law the crda still has the final say 
but I guess that's just Atlantic City for you. <laughs> yeah, it's Atlantic City. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I I would be surprised if this happens in any sort of haste. Like, I, I don't think Memorial Day weekend people are going to be drinking on the boardwalk. But I mean, I actually think they will be real. Well, <laughs> legally, I mean, right? <laughs> yes, that's a good point. Right now, there are people drinking on the boardwalk. Uh, yeah, I'm, but I, I'm I'm optimistic about sometime this summer, maybe. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you should be optimistic or not, given that this isn't the first time we've seen this, but we will. I will hope. Yeah, so the last time that this came up, it was just the city council saying that they would, like, support it. And that didn't really mean anything. That was just like a, hey, think about this. Right? Like, the city council doesn't really have the power to do this. So let's, well, let's I see. I mean, we've, we've talked at great length about it in the past, and, you know, my stance has always been like look you want to be the world's playground like you at least need drinking on the boardwalk right yeah you need something to get the people there that's true i think it would could only help but you know it would help more an airport <laughs> <laughs> with flights that actually come in that aren't spirit yeah all right so uh we have perhaps the first tenant ever in i don't know if that's true or not in the uh toll brothers owned property next to the old trump plaza uh, is that true? Are they the first? I believe they are. And that's been there for 10 years or something, right? The retail space? No, no. A few years. No. It, it opened since we started the podcast. Really? Yeah. Is that new? We talked, remember we talked about it and we were like, it's probably going to be a brewery or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's a, yeah. it's re- reasonably recent. Yeah. And it's that empty. I mean, it our podcast purchased. has been... Going for four years, so it's not that recent. But uh, it got purchased in 2005, but they didn't finish it. I think until maybe I don't know three years ago or something, or four mm. years ago. I think it was pretty early in the podcast. But but you know these things take time. It's perfectly normal for your retail space that's brand new to just sit there for three years. Dead center on the boardwalk. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. There's an arcade there. It's called Al's Arcade. It's operated by the same company that runs the arcade on Steel Pier, which I've actually walked Never. through. I've never seen it. It's a little bit dingy, but that's sort of to be expected. This one looks pretty shiny and new, which, you know, it is shiny and new, so that's not surprising. But uh, I feel like the sign that said Arcade has been on that building for like a year, and now it's finally open. But It's uh, happening. Still, that little thing is 160,000 square feet of retail space, and the rest of it is empty, which is not the best. I would say. That's not the greatest. Not uh, the greatest situation for Toll Brothers. No. Who knows? Or Atlantic City. Maybe we'll have some t-shirt shops, some head shops. I suspect that the t-shirt shops will not be able to afford rent there. Yeah. And that is why it has set up the... I'm going to get a styrofoam boogie board. I'm gonna get I mean, it. I know it, it's something I brought up in, in a past episode, but uh, for a lot of those things, like one of the kind of strange things about commercial real estate is that for the most part companies are not willing to negotiate at all on rent and they'll negotiate on everything else, every other part of a deal. But rent, like the rate is something that for the most part is not really negotiable. Yeah. So. Yep. And I suspect that this arcade will be open for the three months of the summer and then shut down. And that's how they're kind of getting around it. But I don't know. It seemed to me reading the article, like they may have also had a bit of a relationship with Bruce Toll. I mean, it's named after Bruce Toll's father, I believe, 
That, wow, you're right. Okay. That made me suspect that uh, they have some sort of other relationship. So Well, so, so BET Principal owns the arcade, I think. Yeah. Uh, they own the property, I think, and Amerigames runs the... Okay, yeah, okay, the article's a little confusing. Anyways, <laughs> that's... Ah, I didn't make the connection. All right. Yeah. Okay. You are correct. So, yes, there seems to be a very tight relationship between... Yes, the arcade, the, the arcade and, 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 and Bruce Toll, Toll Brothers. Yeah. Owns Toll Brothers. Yep. Who owns that property. Interesting stuff. So maybe he'll just, they'll just fill out the entire property with... Stuff random. that Bruce told yeah, people like who know him. Bruce's fudge and taffy shop. Yeah, yeah, just do it. It's perfect. It's hard to go against Steel's fudge, though. There, Steel's fudge is the best fudge. Difficult to compete with. Yeah, but you like the, tur- the turtle fudge. I do, or whatever. They might be able to compete with. I forget which one. Frailingers or James's. Yeah, went bankrupt. I think. Uh, still operating. Pretty sure. <laughs> I hope I'm not totally wrong about that. <laughs> Maybe they were in danger of going bankrupt. It's fine. Being... People don't listen to us for the news, so. You have uh, a lot of leeway. Yeah, that's true. So do we want to talk about some ocean things? November 2018, they filed for Chapter 11. Freilingers. Freilingers. Well, James, yeah, James, which is the maker of Freilingers, same company. Yeah. And they are the, like, old, old one. They're, like, the iconic. Yes, yeah, like the first brand one. in Atlantic City, right? Yeah. Uh, also filing for bankruptcy, by the way, not not in our agenda, the uh, bread company that makes the bread for White House. Oh, for Micah Brothers? For Micah Brothers. Uh, but still operating. I think they got, they someone else is, like, taking them over and still going to operate for Micah Brothers. So, like, oh, the name will I'd, continue. I'd, I didn't know that. You should have told me. Um, you know, it would have made me sad. You should have let me know. So I don't know anybody who goes to White House religiously. Let us know if the bread changes. If you know, yeah, I mean that's that's what people like at White House, right? That's what they're known for is the Franco Brothers bread, I think. Yeah, and the ridiculous amount of meat on the subs. Sure. So I guess there's been a bunch of ocean news. So I guess we can handle it all at once. But. Uh, the first and kind of biggest news that came out the day after we recorded the last episode was that uh, Bruce Dyfick, who we've talked about quite a bit on the podcast, uh, passed away back in Denver. Uh, so it sounds like, at least what I read at the time, the circumstances of his death were it was in a low-speed one-car accident driving home from a Rockies game, and it seemed like the thought was that he may have had a medical condition while driving i don't know has there been more that's come out about it that you've seen since then not that i've seen which is a little surprising uh, i mean it's not like he's a huge celebrity uh just mm-hmm. in case you have not listened to the show at all up to this point uh bruce dyfik purchased the what was then 10 from glenn straub put a bunch of money into it opened it as ocean and then just recently within the last what three months or so uh yeah. was shown the door by the hedge fund that owned a big stake in ocean um so he was back in denver and and that happened so uh, i'll link to an amy rosenberg article that talks about it and also just has a lot of other information interspersed in uh the stuff about his death including that he was due to appear in front of new jersey regulators like three days later about uh sexual harassment allegations against him and they were considering stripping his casino license which I mean, he was gone from the casino at that point anyway, so wouldn't have really meant a lot. But 
uh, stuff that I don't think we had really heard about. I don't know if it no, was public I... knowledge before this, but uh, just interesting and kind of makes you wonder how that plays into his ouster. Him, him leaving the casino. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I really don't know. Um, yeah, it was something that just wasn't out there in the public beforehand. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, feels a little bit uh, scuzzy to speculate about that now, <laughs> obviously, given the circumstances. But, uh, yeah, kind of crazy that that came out. He was 64 years old, so yeah, uh, not a particularly old guy. Nope. So, anyway, uh, Ocean also is changing their name. Uh, they're no longer the Ocean Resort and Casino, but the Ocean Casino and Resort, or the Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, basically what they came out and said is that they really want to put the casino first, you know, and they want to market it that way, that the casino is the important part here and, and not the resort. So what what else do you have to say about this or what else have they said? Well, I'm really sad that it's not the orc anymore. Yes. OCR is just not the same. Uh, of course, everybody calls it ocean. I would say 75% of people actually call it oceans for reasons that I can't understand. Yes. Uh, but... They did tweet some PR stuff, and you know I love to read PR stuff. So, Here, I'm, I'm ready. Ocean is making several improvements, beginning with a shift in focus. We are a casino first. To reflect this, we are kicking it off with a new name. Ocean Resort Casino is now Ocean Casino Resort. Uh, so that also came with a new logo, which I don't know. I'll link to. It's everywhere on all their social media, Facebook, Twitter, and everything. Uh the website, the last time I checked, still had the old logo. And, of course, the building still has the old logo. The chips still have the old logo. So there's a lot of old logos still to go around. Oh, so the the left side of the website, top left, has the new logo. The chip on the right side for Play Online has the building logo, which the color, the blue and the greenish blue, do not match at all. Anyway, so the new logo is basically just like a sort of brush-strokey, teal green script uh the main app i work on at my job uses the same exact color as the logo and it that is throwing me for a little bit not that anyone cares about that uh so what they said about the logo is that our new logo reflects the approachability of the brand the casual elegance of the property and constant movement towards the future that's some really good pr language (laughs) is it or is it kind of terrible PR language? It, that's, it's, like, that's, it's the same thing. Uh, the color and movement is a direct echo of the ocean. They're laying it on extra thick there, Kyle. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. What do you think of the logo? Um, it's fine. It doesn't bother me. I think it's very boring. It, it's pretty dull. I mean, it's uninteresting. I don't think it's that easy to read, honestly. Oh, I don't. I don't really have that problem yeah. so much. It's funny though. Like with the new logo now, I see the old logo, and I'm immediately like, "That old logo is old," even though it's only you know eight months old or something. Uh, <laughs> is it like the old old logo though, with the awful kerning? No, my favorite logo. That one's great. It will always be the Ock and to <laughs> me. Uh, so. I don't know. I mean, it's fine. It's one of those things like nobody's going to really notice. No one cares. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just like no one's going to care that they change it from the Ocean Resort Casino to the Ocean Casino Resort. Do they change the logo on the building, though? Like, they just put that up. Can't be cheap. I'm going to guess they don't. But they should. Yeah, I doubt it. They could. I guess the the workaround there would just be to take the building 
shaped E down and put up a normal E. Probably have to do a little bit of shifting of text for that to work. Yeah. That probably that sounds really expensive. You probably just have to change the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. They should put up the uh like the crazy like Borgata style lettering that does stuff. That's what they should do. And get rid of the ball on top. Except they keep marketing the ball. They marketed it with an April Fool's joke. They marketed it again for Easter, talking about like now it's an egg. And like had a bunch of different pastel colors of, as if that's what people I mean, wanted to you see. You gotta be known for something. I guess. Big weird golf ball. It's like a mini Epcot up there. And that would get a couple friends we know to go, although those friends are also gamblers, so Yeah, they go <laughs> Anyways, is that it on logo and name change? I think that's enough. It doesn't matter. It doesn't affect anything. It just is. Hey, it shows signs of changes that these hedge fund, truly an angel investor with all of our best interests in mind, yeah. as they move toward making it a profitable company. So speaking of hedge funds. <laughs> and angel investors. <laughs> our, our friend Carl Icahn has successfully managed. Huh? Best friend. Love him. Yeah. friend, Best friend of the podcast, Carl Icahn. Successfully got his preferred selection, uh, Tony Rodeo, in as the new Caesar CEO. So it, it, they needed to appoint a CEO that he approved of by like Monday, I think, so or else give him another seat on the board. So this was a CEO that he approved of, which is better for him than another seat on the board. But anyways, it's yeah. Not- I mean, what point does the board have if not just to try to pick the CEO? So. So what do you think about Tony Rodeo as the CEO of Caesars Entertainment? Um, so just for people who don't aren't really familiar with Tony Rodeo, he was kind of most recently, or most recently to Atlantic City followers, the, the head of the Tropicana Casino when it was owned by Carl Icahn. So a lot of history there. Uh, he's also been an exec at Harrah's, Trump Marina, uh, and the AC Hilton. So plenty of history in Atlantic City. Um. I don't know. I think it's probably better than the last CEO. Hertz guy. Yeah, the Hertz Mark, guy. Mark the, the car rental guy. Yeah. What about the CEO before? A legend Loveman? in the field, the, Gary Loveman. The the legend among business school professors. <laughs> hey, we I both mean, look, have MBAs. I, we have to, we're like legally required to love him or they come take our diplomas and just light him on right. fire. I mean, I don't know what your actual feeling on Loveman is. I personally think he was fine i think he did a lot of really really good stuff for them and was ahead of his time in a lot of ways uh, i think his decision not to get involved in macau is probably the thing he's most going to be known for kind of unfortunately for him but i thought loveman was perfectly okay i think he yeah i think he did some great things i think he was at the helm when some truly ridiculous things happened such as I mean, I, I think his most egregious thing was just the crazy buying spree. Well, obviously the Macau thing, but the crazy buying <laughs> going, spree. Going of, private, like right at the height of the market. Yeah, and also like, you know, when they were Harrah's, before changing the name to Caesars, they went on this just absurd buying spree of of strip properties of like every low to like lower mid-tier property they could get their hands on. Uh, and that's how you end up with imperial palace and i forget what else is in that group just a ton of of strip frontage which like yeah strip frontage is great except like when i think of cet properties on the strip there are only a couple that i think are like even sort of nice and so anyways 
What about uh, Rio? That's like strip adjacent. Yeah, sure. It's great. Kind of. Everybody loves Rio. <laughs> Listen it's, to the Vegas podcast. It's officially the do, do for a win pick for Las Vegas casinos to stay at if you want to get norovirus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Rio, I don't know. I mean, I remember going to Rio, like, I don't know, seven years ago and thinking, like, it's fine. Like, it looks nice I've, enough. I've, I've stayed at Rio. Apparently, it is in uh, some dire straits in terms ah. of disrepair and just stuff closed. I actually, when I stayed there, yeah, it was probably 10 years ago, but I thought it was perfectly nice. I mean, the location sucks. The location's awful. Yeah. It's bad. I mean, so the reason I went to Vegas that time was to see, like, a MMA fight at Palms, and Rio's actually a great place oh, yeah. to stay if you want to go to Palms, because it's right across the street, but uh, it's certainly not great for seeing the rest of the strip. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, Tony Rodeo, like, he obviously has experience running actual casino companies, which Frisora did not, and really even Loveman didn't. I mean, he was he consulted for Caesars in a significant capacity before he was named CEO. Um, but, yeah, I mean, he was at Tropicana. Tropicana, not just Tropicana AC, but, like, Tropicana Entertainment, which owns owned several other casinos now. Uh, part of El Dorado Resorts. That was when he left Tropicana. Then he was at Affinity Gaming for all of six months uh, before coming to see uh, coming to Caesars. Although, obviously, you know, when you get the call from the largest casino company in the country, yeah, right. CEO, it seems like a no brainer. <laughs> Affinity Gaming is just not quite going to cut it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think obviously I, I, Caesars as a whole, it's probably good for them. You would think it's good for AC because he knows the market, but I just I, just, I don't see how Caesars is going to be at the forefront for him. Still, like AC is going to be at the forefront for him. Yeah, it won't because I mean it can't be if he's right. doing a good job. <laughs> yeah, like so much of their property is in Vegas. Vegas and elsewhere, and probably a lot of their most profitable properties are in random places in states where there's not a ton of gambling. I don't know. Uh, but I'm going to guess that, yeah, their brand is very tied into Vegas in a way that it's, that's going to always going to be the focus. So who knows if he throws AC a bone and, you know, actually does some real renovations at Bally's and Caesars, but I suspect he will not do renovations at Bally's. Uh, I mean, car icon, put a bunch of money into Tropicana. Yeah. Turned it into a winner. Sold it. Closed the Taj. I'll tell you who's not excited about Tony Rodeo being named the CEO, Bob McDevitt. Oh, boy. I, I read some articles about uh, Bob McDevitt, for those of you who don't know, is the kind of local union. I believe Union 54 is the big casino workers union. Is it, that right? Yeah. Uni- local 54, Unite Here, local, or whatever it is. Yep. Yeah. And he did not seem to be excited by this turn of events. Anything about it, of course, you know, they famously had a huge fight, the union and Carl Icahn at the Taj, which kind of led to the closing of the Taj Mahal. Uh, so he, Bob McDevitt in the interviews I've seen does not seem excited by this turn of events, but we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, he's been in the news a decent amount lately because he's also trying to get, I think, the state to protect workers, uh, or at least the union, in terms of hedge funds running casinos and, you know, making decisions that hedge funds like to make, such as cutting expenses on employees. It's a very Carl Icahn. popular way to increase profit. Uh, yeah, Carl and, and Carl Icahn, yeah. So 
I'm sure he's feeling uh, a little bit nervous about who's owning what in Atlantic City right now, but yeah, not our place to worry about that. So well, maybe it is our place a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's our job. It's how we make all the sweet Patreon money. It is. I think so. We we've had since the last episode two pieces of data have come out. Uh, we've had both the March revenue data and the 2018 uh, annual profitability kind of income statement data come out i think we should only talk about one this episode and we'll talk about the other one next episode so which one do you want to talk about craig yeah the march data i mean if we don't get to the march data now it's going to be april i mean it's going to be may before we talk about it right so let's do march data okay let me pull up the appropriate form on the uh, <laughs> spreadsheet here all right give me go the, ahead what's behind talk, door talk about one. it uh it was data the data was data. Um, it was, what, up 15.7% year-over-year resort-wide, mm-hmm. which... Just like last month? Ex- yeah. So, so close to last month. Uh, percentage-wise, last month was 15.66. The numbers feel kind of similar across the board. Like, the people who were up year-over-year were up, them being Caesars and uh, resorts. The people who were down... Significantly, we're down significantly, Harris. Uh, and, you know, a lot of people in sort of that 5 to 10 range. Borgata was only down 1.4%. Uh, so I, I don't know. I'm, I feel very neutral about these numbers. I don't have a lot to say about any of it. Except that, I mean, clearly, I mean, you said the bet was done after February. Like now, the bet is definitely done. Uh, I guess, I mean, Hard Rock and, and Ocean are probably more interesting than anybody else here. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Ocean is especially interesting. I mean, I think they're kind of in line with what you would expect, given their first other couple months, which is to say it's horribly disappointing compared to probably what they thought it was going to be. Hard Rock seems to be rebounding nicely off of just their awful January. Yeah, yeah. I mean, twenty is again like 24-6 is actually probably not that – that's probably a good sign for them, I think, because, you know, they saw in – uh well, they were in the low 30s in the summer, but uh-huh. they were 25 in September, and I would have thought September would be better than March. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see we're seeing signs of of movement in the right direction for them. I'll I'll say generally the numbers pretty good. I mean, I think we said February was also pretty good. Um, I think 15, 16 percent year over year. That's like pretty reasonable for. Atlantic City for having two extra casinos open. I think that that wouldn't have been terribly disappointing for Atlantic City watchers kind of coming into two new casinos opening. Uh, so it was up about a little over $30 million over last year. And the two new casinos made just about $40 million. So Only. that means the rest of the casinos were down about $10 million. Yeah, split and, over seven casinos. That seems Yeah, it seems pretty reasonable. Yeah. I I would say you know I I didn't I don't think either of us thought that that a hundred percent of the money going to Hard Rock and Ocean would be new money. Um, so I, that seems pretty good. You know, three quarters of it basically being effectively increased profit. Uh, yeah, Harris I mean, so. continues to interest me in how much of a hit that they're taking because they're the, the chosen Caesar's property in AC. It's kind of weird. Right. Uh, They've, I mean, they've they've had fallen behind Tropicana a bunch of times, but uh, they've kind of been around each other a lot. And and again, now they're 
a little bit behind them. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's interesting that Tropicana has really established itself as seemingly the number two property in AC. Uh, Hard Rock is what fourth here? Like they're creeping up there. Yeah, I mean, of course, if you told them they were going to be fourth, they would have been very sad coming into this situation. But yeah, I'm interested to see where, <laughs> given they... where they started. And they're not far behind here as a trap. You know, I think it's honestly, it's it's reasonable to expect that they'll they'll be they might not pass trap, but I think they will be beating Harris in the summer. That'll be my prediction for sure, because I know the boardwalk properties end up benefiting a lot more during the summer than the. Yeah, I, yeah obviously. Um, I mean, we've sort of repeatedly eaten some crow about the uh, prediction that yes. <laughs> Hard Rock would Our be out of prediction. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a month where they come in second, just like luck goes their way and doesn't go some other places way yeah. and they end up in second. So, I mean, that's good, but they are not, uh, you know, making profit based on their ranking, right? Like if they make $26 million in come in second versus $26 million in come in fifth, like it doesn't make a difference. <laughs> so uh, it's more interesting for us than I, I think for actual well, meaning. So I think uh, a couple of interesting points now that we're done Q1. Uh, like you said, Harris, they're kind of the big drop. They're the biggest drop by far. Uh, yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if there's like just weakness in the conference business because I think that drives a lot of them. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, resorts, the only Q1 winner year over year. They're up 10%, but it was from a pretty low number to a still not very high number. So I don't know how interesting that is. And then uh, I think it's solidified in stone. Uh, Bally's has been the lowest earner all three months of Q1. And I think it kind of completes the, the drop. And it would have been unthinkable, I think, if you'd asked us five years ago. You know, is Bally's going to just consistently be the lowest earning casino? It, it it would have seemed impossible, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to look at some old data and see where they ranked. I mean, they were they were never in the top two or whatever. They were you know, up there, but they were you know right around. They were right there with Tropicana like five years ago. Yeah, so uh, yeah. I think ahead of Tropicana by a lot in you know 2012, 2013 when Tropicana was kind of struggling. Yep. Um, so, you know, things, things do shift a lot over time, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a pretty shocking fall for them just given their location and given the sort of history that they have in AC and the brand recognizability and all that stuff. Uh, ocean is interesting to me. It's not up some huge amount and it's kind of in line with the other properties, I think in terms of like month over month and everything, which you know, month over month is not great, but we don't have year over year data because they weren't open in March of 18. Uh, but I up infinity. Yeah. Really great gains. Wow, year that'd be time. the best gains we've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but I, I do wonder how much business they did by virtue of having the biggest and nicest sports book in Atlantic city in March. Uh, but I don't know if the numbers really bear that out in terms of gambling revenue. Although I learned something about it in April when there's not college basketball. I mean, I guess there is still technically, but it's towards the end of it. So we did see uh, $11.4 million of sports revenue, actual revenue in, uh, in March, meaning, you know, 
actual take. A lot of times the sports stuff gets uh, reported as the not the revenue but like the take meaning i think i already said the take but use the term wrong <laughs> meaning like how much money they brought in in bets ignoring how much they paid out like how much bet money was actually wagered mm-hmm. uh which doesn't really mean a whole lot like obviously nope. the, the revenue is the meaningful thing uh online gaming up 53 percent from last year so 39.1 million dollars uh in the month in online gaming so you know, total revenue, including online and sports, resort-wide, is now up 25% uh, instead of, what did we say, 15%. So, you know, the online, we talked about this last couple months, online and, and sports really driving stuff and sort of making all the numbers look really good. Uh, so one thing that I, I am wondering, I know I already pitched this about Ocean, um, but just in terms of sports wagering being a draw, I, I do really wonder if the availability of sports wagering on your phone, which is how I do it, makes you more likely to then be like, oh, hey, there's blackjack here, and then jump over and play blackjack or slots or whatever. And I know in, in DraftKings... Probably. So DraftKings, I think there was an article in... Oh, geez, I hope it was PlayNJ. I think I linked to it in a, in a, previous, uh, in a previous show notes. But talking about how DraftKings had basically built this juggernaut not so surprisingly in sports betting, but was also making a killing in things like slots and, and online table games and stuff like that. Uh, because, you know, you open DraftKings and you go to place a bet, and then there's like, oh, hey, You've one, got of the things, account. one of the things you can bet on, it's like in the quick links, it's like, do you want to bet on MLB, auto racing, tennis, blackjack? And it's like, oh, I can just click this and play blackjack. And if you scroll to the bottom, it shows you like screenshots of games that you can be playing. Um, so it's like very easy to just click over and, and bet some of your funds that you have in, in the app already in other stuff. Uh, so I do wonder if, if you know, I, I think a lot of people who were not online gambling got these apps for online sports betting because sports betting is fun and lots of people do it. Uh, and now are like, you know, sinking money into things like video poker and stuff like that. So. I don't know. There's no way to get that data because you know nobody's going to give us their no. their new user data. But that is my theory. It definitely helps. I mean, it can't hurt. So, uh, and certainly, I mean, I think looking at the online data, yeah, resorts is a is a big one, and Golden Nugget actually does very well online as well. Yeah. So, Golden Nugget with their live dealers, I think yes. that's very popular. The live dealer blackjack. It's very popular to look at them while you're smelling the <laughs> wet dog smell walking in from the elevator from the working garage. Yeah. It's a it's an odd setup walking through there and it it's very weird little, looking at it. It's a fishbowl. It's dealer yeah. fishbowl. I I think it's quite strange. Yep. Is that I, it? I think that's I think that's good for for this episode. Is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up? Uh no, no updates on the Vegas trip, just Yeah, still dates. that hasn't been canceled. Yeah. No updates on Atlantic City in the last hour. <laughs> so we right. need to go. So well, I mean, we're talking about what a month later or something like that. That's the hope. That's the hope. Well, we'll let you. You can pick the date that works for you, and and just go alone. Yeah, yeah. And then we won't go. <laughs> hey, whatever works. Your schedule is more challenging than ours, I think. Yeah, I should stop getting sick. <laughs> My kids should stop getting sick. I should stop going to doctors, I think, is the bigger thing. 
Anyway, if you want to reach out to us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. Uh, find all of our amazing content at do for a win.com. Uh, you found our podcast. You can reach out to Craig at do for a win or me at Kyle Askin and send Craig questions at do for a win at gmail.com. Uh, your personal account made an appearance by popular demand. I saw it. The people demanded oh, yes. that you like something with your personal account. That's true. You, you did it. Yeah. Oh, because I was feeling very vindicated. Yes, because, because it was when uh, uh, Adam posted something about Irish Pub, which is awful, by the way. Travel Fanboy said that he, uh, I don't know if I would say he was a fan, but he, he liked the Irish Pub. He appreciated it. I don't want to say that he loved it, but I think he is changing his name to Irish Pub Fanboy. <laughs> I, I should change my name to Irish Pub Fanboy. That should be my personal account. Uh, you, Clearly. I mean... You should check right now and see if that uh, domain is available. Irish pub fanboy. No results. Yes. You did it. Uh, this is it. This is how we get the riches. Seastone number 37, no more. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so I appreciated that so much that I liked it twice. Yes. As per Carl's As all bots, good bots should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I was really good, I would have liked it several thousand times You're Right. with all of my Korean accounts or whatever they are. That's right. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for listening, and we will get you an episode in a week and a half or two weeks. No, that was a, that was a well-struck ball. That was... Why is it showing me... Oh, no, it's showing me the greatest Oriole of all time, Dwight Smith Jr. Yes. Robbing a home run. Where's Where's the video of this dong? On theorioles.com. I would like to see dong videos, please. Yes, just type in dong video <laughs> Siri, into Google. Siri, show me. <laughs> yeah.